Hey, this is Patty from As It Is, and you're listening to the Rock Sound Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Rock Sound Podcast. I'm Will Cross. Jack Rogers, how are you? I'm alright, Will. Yeah. Looking happy. Always. Living the dream. (laughs) That's it. No times in this week, but we have a very, very, very special guest. Mr. Rob Sace, our associate editor. How's it going, man? Oh, it's good. Good. Thanks for having me on. Rob is our fountain of knowledge in the uh, in the office. He knows everything about everything. So this is going to be a good time. So last week we had Beartooth. We had Caleb Shomo, Beartooth Mastermind, exclusive on Album 3, everything to come for that band in 2018. And we also had Dashboard Confessional legend Chris Caraba on the past, present and future. Absolutely amazing stuff. But this week we've got Mr. Alex Gascar returning to the podcast to talk about the band's upcoming So Wrong. It's right set on their upcoming UK arena tour. Didn't know if they were going to do it, but they're doing it. So exciting. He tells us everything, so stay tuned. And also the introduction of a brand new feature, Always the Quiet Ones, with Mr. Otto Wood of Waterpark. So this is going to be a feature where we talk to a member of a band who mainly, you know, maybe we don't know as much about or doesn't do as much press and that sort of thing. So I brought a bunch of questions, what Otto used to do, what got him to music, his first meetings with Austin and Jeff, all this sort of stuff. And uh, we just had this long, sprawling chat about everything to do with him. Absolutely amazing. Amazing. Stay tuned for brilliant unheard park stories. But Jack, first the news. Sick. Uh, MCR's The Black Parade has been certified triple platinum. And there's also going to be an art exhibition in Chicago called Zone Rats, the afterlives of the fabulous killjoys, inspired by Danger Days, which went gold the other week. So congratulations uh, to MCR, and we're glad that it's still kicking off and everyone still loves you. Uh, Waterparks have dropped a new banger in the form of Not Warriors and Austin has also launched a new podcast called Austin and Travis's Slumber Party where he and author Travis Riddle read and review fan fiction it's a real thing we've heard it and yeah just find it and listen to it to yourself Uh, Nothing Nowhere has dropped a video for REM Black Veil Brides have released a video for Wake Up after releasing their new album Veil on Friday. An all-time low was revealed that Creeper will be replacing Pierce the Veil on their upcoming UK arena tour. Yes, that brings us to interview one, Alex Gaskar. So the band have revealed they are playing so wrong, it's right on their upcoming UK arena shows. Man, so exciting. So we brought all of that to Alex to find out exactly what spurred the decision to do all this stuff, what we can expect, if there's going to be the pop-up shops from the Jersey shows, chat about the Jersey shows as well, all kinds of stuff. So he told us absolutely everything. It's going to be amazing. Here's Alex to tell us all about it. So, especially, like I say, last time we were chatting all about Last Young Renegade, and, you know, you guys are a very forward-thinking band, um, especially with the success of that album and onwards. And, I mean, what kind of spurred the idea in that sense, then, to do these shows and these upcoming sets? I mean, because, you know, you don't have to do them. So what kind of what kind of spurred the idea? Well, I mean, first and foremost, it was really getting up to New Jersey for the holiday shows. Uh, you know, this, this year, or last year now, was kind of all about the... The ten year, obviously, we'd put out a new record, but um, there were a lot of people that were very passionate about us tr- doing something for for the ten year of uh, of So Wrong, and so um, it, it obviously at first wasn't really our focus. You know, we were we were thinking about the new music and thinking about the new record, and then um, you know, it just we just kind of figured out something that worked uh, to to be able to give like do something special for 
for so long is right. And um, once we actually got there and did those shows and realized how uh, insane the reaction was, it was it was so genuinely cool. The energy in the room every night was was amazing. We were, you know, just kind of like, man, this would be fun to do again. And, and we sort of put a pin in it and left it there. You know, it wasn't, um, it kind of wasn't like the focus at that point, but it was it was something that we knew we might want to do again. And then, um, you know, obviously with uh, with Pierce the Veil sort of exiting. Uh, the tour, it was, it was sort of just, it felt like the right audible to call. Um, you know, we, we knew we had to, you know, shake things up to, to keep people really excited about the arena tour. And, and, uh, obviously, you know, losing a support band is never, um, never the easiest thing to bounce back from. So we were kind of like, well, look, you know, we know this is going to go over really well. We know we didn't get to bring this overseas yet. Um, so, you know, let's do it. Amazing stuff. Well, I can't wait to see it. And I, I mean, you know, yeah, like you say, I mean, like, because in the sense, you know, bands don't always, um, you know, enjoy doing album anniversaries and that sort of thing. You know, it can occasionally be a bit sneered at. You know, bands don't want to look back and that sort of thing. Um, but you guys, kind of like what you're saying, especially with the shows in December, you know, you guys seem to really genuinely enjoy it and have a total blast with it. Like, what made the difference? Was it was it the atmosphere and just the love for all the songs from the fans? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's that was eye-opening, you know, I mean, it's, it's, we knew it was going to be fun. We knew we were going to have a good time playing it and reminiscing and, and stuff like that. But, um, you know, once you actually get in the room and feel that energy and see the passion for the record and the music that's connected with these people that long ago, um, you know, it was, it was just, uh, it kind of relit the fire, I guess. Um, and, you know, I think the, the UK has always been sort of the second market for us that has really supported this band uh, more than anywhere else. You know, I think uh, so. I, I think So Wrong is going to translate there just as well as it did here. And uh, that was really the big realization is that, you know, like it's, it's just nowhere else in the world. Like the UK is really the place that um, we probably should, you know, do these shows. And, I, you know, I think it's, it's fun. Like every time we come over and, and do shows in the UK or, or big headlining sets. Like we, we play a longer and longer show anyway. Um, so we just kind of figured this would be like a, a fun way to, to, you know, get us up to that two hour set that we've always wanted to play in the UK. Amazing. It was so good. I mean, like, yeah, because I mean, you know, the first time we spoke, we talked a little bit about the album, you know, and you said you're very proud of it looking back and, it was kind of the first time that you really found the the all-time low sound, you know, that we know and love. And I, I mean, how's it been actually returning physically to these songs now and playing through them and doing the whole album? Like, has it been, has there been any nerves in it or has it just kind of come back, you know, like, you know, just uh, pure muscle memory? It actually came back pretty naturally. Um, we were joking about this that weekend that we did the three shows and just kind of talking about how, you know, it, it's, a good, it's a relief that we were much worse songwriters back then. <laughs> the songs are uh, the songs are pretty simple, and uh, you know it's it's just fun pop rock at, at that point. And um, fortunately, you know, it, it, nothing is, is overly complicated on that record. To where uh, you know we had one day of rehearsal for it, and we were all like going into it, we we're all a little bit like, shit. What if this is too much to learn in one day? And uh, <laughs> but we we you know awesome you know awesomely enough uh it it kind of came back pretty quickly and fortunately we played a lot of that record you know there were there were days in our career when that was really the only album we had out so that was like taking up the majority of our set um and so you know we played a lot of those songs live before and so that that is always kind of like riding a bike it, it comes back pretty quickly and there were 
there are a few songs we never played, um, but you know that was like the the sort of random back half of the record. So it, it wasn't too too hard to learn, and um, yeah, it was it was fortunate that it uh, it ended up being uh, an easy recall. Awesome, yeah, because I mean, in terms of those songs, you know, the more kind of the rarity side of the album, I mean, like, has there been any particular favorites that you've been going back to, you know, have you kind of taken back and going through those songs? Has there been kind of any that you've kind of gone, oh, man, you know, I really miss playing this and uh, I can't wait to kind of be doing this a bit more as we do more sets of So Wrong Is Right? Yeah, I love playing the beach. Um, oh, man, yeah. That, I, I kind of forgot how much fun that song is to play last. Um, that's definitely a standout to me um, throughout, like, all three of the shows, that one really went off. Um I, I thought it was fun and kind of interesting that like uh, Hollywood turned me on. Um, that song, like we had, because obviously at these at these shows we had a bit of an older crowd and um, you know it's, it's people that grew up on this record and things like that. So uh, at the at the Jersey shows, I, I was finding it really entertaining that like you know we had these like twenty to thirty year old like pop punk bros in the pit <laughs> going nuts for like a song like Hollywood you turned me on. And I, I like I never thought of that song as like a as like a you know like a like mosh song. I guess. <laughs> so I was just sort of like I had to I had to kind of laugh at that one because like I remember when we put that record out. I think that was the song that got like a lot of hate on like the you know the the punk websites and stuff. It was like this is just a straight up pop song. It's been sold out. And then it's like you know fast forward ten years and that's the one that like okay Circle Pit just opened up for Holly. I love it. So uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> It's just funny how it's changing over the years, and, and so those two, we played those two back, actually, and uh, yeah, that that was like definitely a highlight of the show. Great energy. Amazing, yeah. Because I mean, like, I remember we spoke actually when we were doing the awards chat about um, you know that, that something great about about you know the band through the years and that you get a really eclectic, really mixed audience and especially a young audience as you know every album comes out and new fans get involved with the band. So has it been quite different then? You know, so you mentioned that you have these sort of older dudes and stuff. Has there been quite a sort of um, has there been quite a change in crowds? You know, from the from your main tours to doing these shows. Um, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I think you know it, it definitely. And it's it's hard to say like how it'll be in the arenas because obviously they're they're much bigger rooms to what we were doing in Jersey. In Jersey was like maybe twenty two hundred or something like that uh, each night, so they were they were much more intimate, um, and it was like very noticeable like the the diversity of the crowd at those. But you know it's really cool like if if it's cool to see to do a show like that and see um, you know the the range of fans that come out. You know, I, and I asked each night I was like how many people have you know. We're, we're listening to So Wrong when it came out and how many people found out about us later and things like that. It was a pretty cool mix. Like, I would say about half and half each night where there were still new fans coming out. And, and that was fascinating. Like, we had these people that were, you know, down in front that were, like, really passionate about that record. And you could tell those were kind of, that was the crowd that, you know, probably bought it 10 years ago when it came out. And, and that was the, the record that they kind of fell in love with. Um for all time low and and then you had these other kids at this show that were very much like probably came in on a different record like a, a later record you know and then going back and re-exploring that catalog but but still you know felt some kind of connection to it so it's it's cool to see that that mix for sure amazing stuff and i mean you know mention these songs like the beach you know and holly and things. i mean do you think that going forward you know these might see more of a return to the main set in general a bit more of a frequency with those or do you reckon this might be the last time that you know we see some of these songs live for a good while now 
Um, you know, I think it's probably uh, closer to the latter. You know, we, we don't play a ton of songs from So Wrong usually anymore. Uh, we noticed more and more that, like, uh, you know, there was there was definitely a lesser response at our, at our usual shows to some of the older material. You know, I think... Um, but, but that being said, you know, I think what it could end up being is that we'll try to mix it up a bit more. You know, I think we got very comfortable, like, just putting in Dear Maria or Let It Roll here and there. Um, but I think what, you know, what it has reminded us is that it's, it's a deep record and there's lots of songs that people appreciate. So I think even if we're not playing, like, a ton of songs off, off that record going forward, I think, you know, it'll definitely encourage us to, to maybe rotate them out a little more and, like, you know, try to throw in a beach here and there or stay awake things like that. Just, just knowing that, you know, the appreciation is still there, uh, for those songs. But, you know, again, um, uh, outside of these sets, you know, which is sort of a special callback to the, to the album, you know, it is, uh, I think I've said to you before, you know, like we, we want to keep growing and we want to keep writing new music and, um, uh, you know, we'll always try to keep it a diverse set with, with something from every record. But, um, uh, you know, the, the focus is definitely always about moving forward for us. Awesome, yeah, because I mean, you know, as well in that sense, I mean, like, what's your view on, on anniversaries in general, you know, because I mean, this feels like a real celebration, you know, it feels like, you know, like you say, people coming out seeing this album, they love, but you know, from people that bought it 10 years ago to people who have discovered the album more recently, and it, it feels like a real celebration. I mean, is, is that your view on these sort of things, and that it should just be about, you know, reliving these songs and enjoying them? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, I think I, I look at it the same way. I, I look back on, on, my favorite bands records and the, the records that I love from those bands. And it's, it's, you know, if, if I got, I put myself in, I get the, the shoes of the fan. And if I, if I could go and hear, you know, Green Day play Dookie front to back or Blink play Enema or Dude Ranch front to back, you know, it would be, that would be a special night for me. You know, it's not necessarily like that that's the only thing I want to hear of those bands, but it would definitely be a, you know, a cool special moment. And so, um, we, we just kind of wanted to provide that experience, uh, you know, with given the opportunity, because you don't get a lot of tours where, where that even makes sense. So, you know, I think, I think this will be a really fun one to be able to go out, start the show with an entire record, pay tribute to, you know, where we started, where we came from, and then, you know, walk on stage for a little bit, come right back out and play another show, you know, with everything else. I think that's going to be a really, uh, a really special, um, really special night and it's going to put us to the test you know we've never we won't have ever done like a double show like that so it's, it's going to be a pretty cool um challenge i think to get through every night to, to play that many songs and pretty much do two shows super cool man yeah because i was going to ask about that i mean how is it going to work logistically i mean is it going to be kind of you guys doing so wrong it's right and then support and acts and then you guys coming on to do the main so kind of how's that planned or is it kind of still under wraps at this point um, to be honest, we're still sort of figuring that out. We're, we're, um, we talked about maybe like truly opening the show like that. Um, uh, but obviously, you know, with these arena shows, it's tricky because you got to get everybody inside. So there will be some like logistical figuring out whether, you know, we don't want people to miss out on it because it is sort of like a special thing. Um, but, but yeah, we, we talked about doing it that way where we would like fully open the show. Then, then a support band would go on and then, you know, then we'd come back out. Uh, at the end or, or whether we just do it back to back I don't know we haven't totally figured it out yet but the main thing is that we want to make sure you know everybody can actually enjoy it so that'll be the focus amazing yeah because as well at the ballroom you had um, a very special pop-up shop as well I mean will that potentially be making a uh, an appearance at the uh, the UK shows 
It could happen. I don't know. We haven't we haven't figured that out quite yet either. Um, I think we'll definitely do some kind of like, um, you know, some nostalgic throwback, uh, you know, merch and, and stuff like that. I, I think we gotta we gotta kind of provide, you know, give give what the people want. But um, but I don't know. Like it, that was really just a, a matter of like we were posted up there for three days, so that kind of like that stuff becomes easier when you're sort of. Um, hanging out in one in one space, and you don't have to set up a store every single day. But uh, but we'll see. You know, it could it could definitely happen. Cool, awesome stuff. And like, I mean, as well, you know, like you say, you know, doing the double set and everything. I mean, are there nerves in that? Are they kind of, you know, in terms of having to to switch from the album over to, you know, more recent material? You know, and like we've chatted about before, that you know, all the all time low albums are very different. You have a really eclectic discography. Is are there nerves in that, or is it again, is it just going to be kind of fairly slick, and you're just going to be able to switch into each kind of mode? Um, I think that the music part's going to flow pretty easily. You know, we, we kind of did the same thing with, with the shows in Jersey. I mean, we, we came out and played the set and we, we would do an encore of like six or seven songs playing stuff from all, all different records. And so, um, you know, this will be sort of an expanded version of that because, you know, it's not just an encore. It'll be a whole nother show. Um, so the, I think the thing I'm most kind of nervous about is just, you know, not losing my voice and just being able to like have the stamina to get through, to get through two full shows. It's definitely going to be like a, uh, a marathon for sure. But, um, you know, I think we'll pull it off. We, we definitely have played long sets in the past. I think it'll just be kind of a new take on doing that. Awesome, man. I can't wait. And, and I mean, as well, you know, seeing, we've kind of touched on it already, but I mean, see, when you uh, when you started to tour around this idea and, you know, there was so much excitement online and, you know, demand really for, for you guys to be to playing the album and to be bringing it overseas and everything. I mean, how's that been to see, you know, especially that, you know, as the album's 10 years old now? I mean, is that a really amazing feeling that there's still such a love for this album? Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. You know, the album, I think, not last year, but the year before, uh, went cold. Um, in the States and it's gone, I think, silver or gold in the UK. And, um, you know, it's, it's crazy to see. It's rare that like your back catalog, uh, grows like that. You know, it's, it's a real testament to the fact that, um, you know, it has stuck with people and not only has it stuck with people, but it's, it's also continued to appeal to, um, you know, new fans that have come in and like I said, discovered our, our more recent music and then gone back and listened to the old stuff. And, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't happen for everyone. So I feel really lucky that, that this band has become a band for a lot of people that are really invested in, in all of the music and, and kind of everything affiliated with it. So it's cool to not just be, you know, a band where one record appeals or two records appeal. Like, I think for the most part, like, when people get into all-time low, they, they are very passionate about, you know, most of the work and, and the, the story. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible that it's, it's, you know, stood the test of time and, and continues to, uh, be, you know, a big part of, of what we've done, you know, this band's legacy. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I mean, on a similar note as well, you know, I mean, um, how's it been reliving the memories of, you know, the, of that era as well? Because, you know, I mean, I used to, you know, read and watch interviews with you guys from that era, you know, all the kind of hijinks you used to get up to and that sort of thing. And it was, seems so much fun. Has it been a lot of fun as, you know, a group of friends to, to relive those memories? Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, we, we kind of have been reflecting on all of it as we go, you know, and little things will pop up that you, that you haven't thought about in years, you know, and it's, it's, you know, back to even back to like the record making process, doing that with that squire. Um, yeah, it's it's very reflective and 
you know, we, it, it was funny, like the first rehearsal, I think we had for like the so wrong set, um, you know, we would, uh, we would start playing the songs and then like going back to talking about muscle memory, like these little things that we had added to the songs live at various times, like random stops or like a, like a little break here or a, a different, like a different take on a riff or something like that. It kind of all started popping out. Um, just as we were playing it naturally, we were like, Oh yeah, we used to do this. Um, you know, and it was, it was from a time that we, you know, it had been like six or seven years since we played it, but, but those little things pop out and then it starts bringing back all the memories from that tour. Um, and you know, stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's been very cool. It really has like, um, kind of, lit a fire again uh, a very nostalgic fire cool so uh yeah jack what are you saying i mean the biggest thing is that this is a thing which is happening and that's pretty wild to begin with um and it is a case that it's become a normal thing for bands to play albums in full but this feels like genuine uh and alex seems so excited to be able to actually go out and do these songs again and like the big thing which stuck out was when he said that it's like relearning the songs where he say it wasn't very hard, but it relit the fire which was there before. And it's not like their fire ever like got smaller, like mm. it's been burning brighter and brighter and brighter. But like it's kind of it's a nice way that they're able to show where they started and where they are now. And I feel as though there's not many bands who can pull that off in that way. It's it's pretty wild to think that a lot of the kids who are into All Time Low now weren't around, like, uh, in the capacity to know what So Roy's Right was. So it's going to be such a really cool, like, clash of worlds and clash of fans. And you can just tell, by the way Alice is talking about it, that he's stoked on it as well. Like, it's it's going to be something rather special. Yeah, for sure, man. It's going to be amazing. And, uh, I mean, yeah, just hearing, you know, how things change as well. Like, you know, when they used to get called out for being sellouts on online forums, and now there's dudes moshing, you know, to the shit out of that song. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's it's amazing how, like... Because when it comes down to these albums, like, it's, it's something we say loads that... Like, it's almost a snapshot of a certain time for a band. And it's the way that feelings and emotions towards songs change. And we t- um, I'm trying to think who I've talked to it about before, but it's, it's how you've got to put yourself back into that position and then reliving those kind of times where there was issues with the songs. Like, after the Jersey shows, it was like Alex tweeted, it's come, come, come on, come all a meme now. Because, like, <laughs> because people... Uh, had picked up that he said oh yeah I hate playing that song and I just go it's fine now and it's just it's amazing that like they're able to relive these years and see where the growth has come from the band and and it is introducing people to these songs and these like emotions it's to do it on the scale that they are as well like it's not like going to I don't know small venues like these are arena shows doing full albums like which is which is bold to begin with as well. Um, but yeah, like you can just hear in Alex's voice like how stoked he is on this. Like they wouldn't be doing it if they didn't want to. They'd, they've got no reason to do it. It's just like it's, they're doing it just because it's going to be so much fun. Definitely, yeah. So Rob, what do you think of it? You're a bit of an all-time low connoisseur. So <laughs> Yeah, I think it, it, you know, it puts into context how far they've come and how much they've evolved you know, in the last 10 years and it's always interesting looking back even just as a person you know where you were so long ago almost like looking back at yearbook photos or something and it sounds like it's like that for them yeah um and i guess it seems like it's helped them kind of come to terms with 
who they are as a band, where they've come from. And it's really cool to hear like how excited he still is about those songs, how kind of real and alive they are. Yeah. You know, it's not, doesn't seem like contrived or, you know, something they don't want to do. Um, and I'm just excited to hear that whole album again. I mean, some of those songs, like, I mean, Remembering Sunday, anyone? Oh, that's, man. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a mess. A mess. Like, As Jack would say. Oh, yeah. It, it is one of those moments. It, yeah. It's, in it's, comparison to walking on heads. It's going to be like a giant flood of tears filling up yeah. the arena. So. I've, I've thought that it's when you said that it's like yearbook photos, that it's like, oh, looking back. It's just them looking back on old haircuts. It is. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they'd admit that. But, you know, like everyone looked stupid in 2008. You know, all, all of us. <laughs> All of us did. Um, <laughs> Literally, I, I always had two belts on it. Anyone <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you might as well own it. Yeah. And uh, they've come out of it with an album full of incredible songs and, you know, an amazing career. So fair play to those guys. Big style. Mate, very true. Brilliant stuff. Jack? List of questions. <laughs> right then, lads. So the first one is from Jordan LR Band. You asked, what's the band you talked about so much that you got banned from talking about them over dinner? And I would say I never got like banned um, for talking about them over like when I was having my tea because I'm too busy eating. But <laughs> I remember being told to shut up um, on multiple times when I was talking about um, about Green Day, like because um, I go into Green Day around like American Idiot and then work backwards, like. Another one for the kids. Uh, there was this thing called MSN back in the day um, where you'd leave school and after talking to people all day, you'd uh, then go home, rush to your computer and then go on MSN and talk to them even more about nothing. Um, and my tags were always like Green Day lyrics like from um, like from various songs on that and from deep cuts because I thought it was like really cool for not just liking the singles. Uh, and I remember being on a school trip and a mate of mine, like, I brought them up or something and he just went, will you shut up about them? Like, <laughs> like it's, I've, it's all you talk about. Can you just talk about something else? Like, no one cares. No one cares what you think about this band. And I was just like, all right, mate, yeah. Um, I'll talk about My Chemical Romance instead. And he went, and them. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I, think, I think I had a quite recent experience of this almost within the office itself with the main and their most recent album because <laughs> yeah. uh, like they're they're a band that i will fully admit like i m more or less slept on like i like songs here and there respect them as a band but never entirely got it and then we got the most recent record in, and it's like completely blew my mind it's your bop in it yeah yeah, yeah I started putting it on it every day wouldn't shut up about it and because because i used to be kind of a metal guy so it become a bit of a joke uh, quite <laughs> yeah. rightly that you know i don't know what's happened but that's such a brilliant record and I've basically been going around telling everyone who will listen to listen to that record so yeah I mean incredible band um, I think growing up it was probably like Panic at the Disco or something in school music lessons being like can we do this instead and it's like no no <laughs> yeah. absolutely not and you can't play it anyway so uh, it's like devil's music yeah yeah <laughs> oh god it's been so long since I've heard someone say that uh, um yeah, good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, yeah, I'm pretty certain I've heard that album. I love that album, but I've heard it the most because you've put it on. So yeah, apologies to <laughs> the office. Um, well, I've I've been literally mugged off on Twitter by our editorial director for talking about Third Eye Blind, uh, <laughs> but but like I'm gonna go with Architects. Um, I've, I kind of banned myself talking about them on the podcast. Um, 
because the first probably like five or six weeks of the podcast it was just like architects for every answer it was like oh, i need to stop doing this so um basically yeah architects for being amazing doomsday's a massive tune they're one of the best bands sick uh and who's cj reyes is us are japanese bands taking over the scene and i think this is an interesting one because i think it's not taking over the scene but i think just because japanese bands have always been there like it's the same as any country in any culture they're like there's there's a scene for everything it's just the japanese bands are being accepted in other cultures a lot more um so it's not like a takeover it's not like that every everyone's going to be listening to all the japanese bands but it's it's just a really exciting place to be at the minute like um especially when you see the size of like Wanake Rock at the minute um and some of the shows they play in Japan like like they played uh Shepherd's Bush Empire the other week um which me and Rob were at and for them it was like it was a basement show yeah. in comparison <laughs> to what yeah. they play um but yeah I think it's I just think it's an exciting time for it. I think I feel as though it, there's just a lot more acceptance yeah a Japanese band who I've always loved and like it's kind of away from um, like the norms is Maximum the Hormone oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who, like if you know them it's just like imagine if a band with the intensity of a metalcore band was dipped in candy floss and then had a synth kind of taped to it and then it was shook up and then just thrown at a wall and then like left to do whatever it wants and wander into the world. Like mad tunes, but like, I'm, I'm not sure whether they've ever come over to the UK or not. Uh, they might have supported N. Shikari back in the day, actually. Oh, really? oh right, yeah. by the hour. Really? Yeah, because they, they got a little bit of exposure from doing the Death Note anime oh, theme tunes. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, if you, I'd fully recommend just get lost in their like debauchery and chaos. <laughs> Yeah, fully back that up, back that up, you know, and like like you're saying, Jack, about uh, One OK Rock, I mean, legitimately one of the best live bands in the world right now. Absolutely it was, incredible. It was ridiculous, like, just how tight that show was in yeah. every sense. So, there was, like, there was a point, it was, um, it was showing uh, Say What You Want, like, when, like, they just stopped and stood there. And it, like any other band, like the crowd would be like going, "What's going on? Get on with it!" <laughs> but, like the power they have over a crowd that everyone just stopped silent and did it with them was just mad. It was almost haunting. Wow. Yeah, and absolutely. Like, Japan has one of the most diverse and fascinating and interesting music scenes on the planet. Like rock, pop, more widely than that, even. So you know, yeah. I think it's well overdue and really exciting that that's being kind of recognised globally and like so many of those bands are kind of breaking through internationally it's, it's really cool to see amazing yeah I'll tell you about what you're saying I mean my shout would probably be there at the split up now but a brand called The Mad Capsule Markets if you like all these bands if you kind of like Maximum the Hormones like the slightly crazier side of that scene um, check this band out check out the song Pulse um, it was on Antonio Walks Pro Skater so I'm really old this episode but um, but yeah check, <laughs> check that out um, absolutely brilliant it's kind of spiky punky with a slight electro edge to it as well still don't really sound like anything else really really amazing i think kind of like a a um a kind of early indication of of how a brilliant and eclectic the scenes become now with bands like one okay rock and that sort of thing so yeah the mad capsule markets and big up japan sick lads 
Good stuff. Uh, cool. So new issue, Palais Royale. Well, it's not new anymore because you guys have bought it, but it's all sold out. Palais Royale on the cover. All the bundles are gone. Um, we have got the individual mags still available. Head to shop.rocksound.tv. Be quick. Go and buy them now. Shop.rocksound.tv. Big up Palais Royale. Also includes a special 21 Pilots pull-out photo mag celebrating the blurry face era ahead of the amazing things that are probably going to happen this year with that band. Uh, and also chats with Ask Alexandria tonight alive Marmoset. Reviews of Waterparks Entertainment, FOB's Mania, so much going on. Shop.rocksound.tv. Head there now. Let us know your favourite things. Spotify players as well, an updated Rock Sound chart. Follow us on there. Uh, Scuzz TV show is on daily on Scuzz TV and also loads going on our website, rocksound.tv. Loads of exclusive news stories, all kinds of stuff. Follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud. Interview two. So, always the quiet ones. A brand new feature. So, we spoke to Mr. Otto Wood and an absolutely amazing chat all about his him find out you know because he doesn't do the internet he doesn't do um he does some press but not a lot of it compared to the other two especially austin uh so you know we dove into a lot of different stories how we met the guys in the band what got him into music what inspired him and uh, of course it being otto and it being time to do what parts things are pretty off the wall and it got off the wall quick so uh, buckle up mr otto wood always the quiet ones let us know what you think where did your interest in music start? Like, where did, how was growing up, you know, was it a household that played a lot of music? Kind of where did it come from in the first place? Yeah, um, I, I have a pretty musical family. Um, with, <laughs> uh, for that, I'm going to throw my sister on the, under the bus immediately, <laughs> with the exception of my sister, who's self-proclaimed tone deaf. <laughs> but, but gosh darn, if she doesn't belt out and try. Um <laughs> uh, my, now my uh, my my dad's an old rock and roller, and um, so he's he's still you know he still gets out in, in gigs now, and he's uh, you know <laughs> um, I, <laughs> when I was really young, actually, um, I think my 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 first interest was <laughs> strangely enough, whenever my parents took me to Chuck E. Cheese when I was a kid. <laughs> And um, they, I think they've retired now because they've had such a long career. But there was an animatronic band that played. Right. It was, it, yeah, yeah. And there was there was the the chef, the, the pizza chef. Uh, I think his name was Pasquale. Did my homework. But anyway, uh, he was he was the drummer, and uh, I remember being fixated on that that was that was an early memory of mine <laughs> just watching the the animatronic drummer being like whoa <laughs> and when i was uh when i was four my my dad got me a, a little red starter kit okay <laughs> and i and and so i i was too short to sit down and and uh, and play it um so i, I was standing and, and wailing on it <laughs> and then i took a i think i took like a a nine-year hiatus just to be a kid and then i rediscovered my love for music again or playing <laughs> when i when i was uh like 12 or 13 but yeah my my, my dad um definitely played a, a, a huge role and then my mom as well i listened to music with her in the car all the time like she got me you know my, my first cassettes it was like elvis um, I was listening to that a lot. On I had a, um, I had a, uh, I had this little like tape recorder thing. Um, well, I guess you, 
it was like a little toy basically, but with like a microphone attached, like a karaoke thing where you, you pop in a, a tape and then sing along. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I was trying to, I, I was trying to sing along to jailhouse rock all the time. Amazing. And, uh, so it was, it was that. And then I, uh, you know, my mom's my pal, so I was bopping around with her all the time. And, um, <laughs> She she was jamming stuff like Celine Dion and that sort of thing. So um, a wide palette from from Elvis and Celine Dion to my dad and trying to be like this is you know this is the good rock and roll like showing me <laughs> Led Zeppelin and um, all the quote unquote classic rock from like the seventies and eighties. Amazing because obviously you met Austin uh, quite a bit earlier than Jeff. Like, what were your first impressions of them? Was it was it kind oh. of love at first sight, or were they you know was it kind of <laughs> did you have to work on your on your friendships? Like, how what was that like? <laughs> no, no, we hit it off re- really well. But I was like, this guy's weird as hell. <laughs> um, he was weird, man. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, because uh, I when that first. Um, tryout for the the old band uh, where it was where I reached out and I was like yeah I want to get together like yeah come on out and have a practice we'll see how things go and I showed up and I didn't know this at the time but Austin is so directionally challenged that I mean you just he's unreliable for trying to get anywhere if you're like hey do I go south on this road he has no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I didn't know that at the time. So when I was trying to find the place where I needed to be for the tryout, I called him. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so I was like, Hey, I'm not, and it was a part of town I'd never been in either. So, and they lived there. So I figured he he should know. I was like, Hey, I'm on this road. Do I, do I hang a right at blah, blah, blah. blah." He's like, uh, yeah. (laughs) Not, not convincing. And then he's like, tell you what, call, call this guy. And, uh, so anyway, once I, once I ended up there, he showed up later. He had he had something to do. Uh, they were still in, in in high school, so he was I think a I think a junior or senior. I can't remember, but anyway, he walks in. It's upstairs at this house. He he finally comes in. And it's like oh, you know, Austin's here, and he comes up the stairs. I'm sitting behind the drum kit, and you know, I'm ready to to play and, and meet everybody. And he he comes walking up the stairs, and he's got um, shoot. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> It basically it was it was it was pretty weird um just because i don't even know if it was i don't think it was summer either but he walks in he's wearing a bathing suit right. <laughs> okay and i don't know i don't know if he wants this disclosure or not he's pretty shameless so i'm just gonna go for it <laughs> but he 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 was uh I, and i can notice this from across the room homeboy's greek so you know he's 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 you know supposed to have a fair amount of uh, hair on him but um he had, you know, he's got he's got he's got hairy legs, but one of one of them is like all right, natural hairy leg, and then one's like clean shaven, totally like just you know just shiny pasty white leg. And I'm like, what's up with that? It was it, just interesting, and he 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 was a little bit of a goofball, uh, bubbly, and a little bit of a goofball when I first met him. And then afterwards, to seal the deal, and this is how I knew it was going to be the beginning of a beautiful relationship. He was like, all right, cool, let's go to Chipotle. I'm like, I love that. <laughs> Uh, that was that was the 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 meal afterwards, and then so I bummed a, a ride, just like carpooled with them to go have dinner, and then when we're driving back, um, he 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 drove me back, and 
I also didn't realize this at the time. Thank God he's recently gotten this taken care of, but he's blind as a bat. Right. <laughs> or what? Or was. <laughs> it's nighttime, and it's... Okay, so he's driving me back. It's nighttime. He's blind as a bat. He can't see. He's directionally challenged. I don't know any of this. I just met him. And it's not raining outside at all, and he turns on the windshield wipers. <laughs> just because, I think. And, and I didn't have the nerve to ask him what was up with that but he it it he was dead serious about it he just he just turns on the windshield wipers and just keeps driving and i'm like what's what's up with this <laughs> my first impression of him was like yeah this guy's pretty strange but uh you know i i, I think he can work <laughs> yeah. oh man absolutely incredible um i was not expecting that <laughs> what, what about- neither was i to be honest <laughs> What about uh, what about Mr. Widgington? How was uh, how was your first encounter with him? Just a sweetheart. That was my 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 first um, impression uh, of Jeff, and still still is for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> He's no he um, just it it took a while I guess for just like a, a little while just because I mean I already had that established comfortability or at least familiarity with, with Austin. Mm. And so then I, you know, I had to build an entirely new relationship. I'm like, Oh, new guy. All right. (laughs) (laughs) See what, see what he's all about. And then we, um, yeah, we, we, we became friends pretty, pretty quickly. And I, you know, I didn't fight him over and be like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta come, come over and listen to, listen to me rant about stuff much like I'm doing right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh no, he's 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 definitely he's definitely a sweetheart and um yeah we we I don't know, we found a lot to to yak about and and relate about because we were also we were both working stiffs at the time we were we were both waking up at like four in the morning every day and yeah we'd, we'd work like 12 hour days basically doing wow. different things and then <laughs> get get together practice after that yes you do a 12 hour day of working and then (laughs) then come home and then and then practice which is fun for me going from uh, doing i was doing a physical job i was working at a shipping and receiving warehouse and so i'd I'd be do like 12 hour days of that and 10 to 10 to 12 hour days and then i'd play drums afterwards (laughs) dog tired (laughs) and then drive then then drive 30 minutes to an hour home every day wow rinse repeat (sighs) So we were, yeah, we were, we were working. We were like, all right, let's, let's get after it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like it. I mean, yeah, and I guess as well, you know, I've spoken to Austin quite a bit about, um, you know, working. Obviously, you had Mikey play on Cluster. How was that for you? Because, I mean, Austin was saying for him that was crazy. And then you guys meeting the Maddens and Pete Wentz and everything. It's all completely crazy. How's that been for you? Has it been just as kind of crazy and overwhelming? Yeah, just just as crazy. Yeah, super, super crazy. I mean, yeah, meeting the the Maddens was was ridiculous. That that was a crazy out of body experience where I was like, oh, "This isn't real. I don't know what's happening." And then <laughs> getting to um, to meet and meet and work with Mikey was just crazy. Just because they were the band that jolted me out of the you know the quote unquote quote unquote classic rock era, to, you know, <laughs> yeah. m- more modern music. And I watched life on the murder scene like it was the video bible yeah. every day <laughs> i 
I annoyed so many of my friends or, or family, anyone. I was like, you have to, you have to watch this. I just, <laughs> it was, it was extremely inspiring. And, um, so to have, uh, <laughs> and this one's funny. I, I, I tell this just because I mean, I, I won't forget this. Uh, it, it was the funniest thing to me, but Mikey walks into the, the studio when, you know, he's, he's going to play bass <laughs> on cluster. He walks into the studio He's like, hey, nice to meet you. I'm like, and I was like, oh shoot, nice to meet you. And and Austin, you know, same way, nice to meet you. Um, and then Jeff was all flustered. He's he's in the other room. He's trying to deal with the the airline or something. He's trying to sort out flights or something. And he comes in. He's visibly like, <laughs> and he comes he comes in. And then and you know, Mikey just you know. Nice, nice smile turns, shakes, you know, reads down there. It's like, hey, I'm Mikey. Nice to meet you. And then Jeff, you know, like not even looking up fully, kind of was, you know, he went through the motions basically. Like, oh, I was like, no. time to be polite. <laughs> he was like, time to be polite. He's like, hey, nice to meet He's like, I'm Jeff. Nice to meet you. And then he sits down on the couch and I'm, I'm just looking at him and I'm, I, I've got a grin on my face because I, I knew that that hadn't registered with him yet and I was waiting for it too and it was basically like a countdown where I could see it like invisibly over his head it was like four, three, two, one and then and I see him like lift his head up and his mouth drops and his eyes get wide and he's like oh Mikey like like Mikey way and he's like oh shit and he looks over at me like like and he starts to point <laughs> now to that, and I was like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> oh man, that's uh, insane! So, that's insane. Yeah, but, that was funny. And then, oh, uh, just this is—I'll I'll make this quick. So, yeah, I'm no not, man, no, tell I'm me, not, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I met, I met Pete once. This is this. This is totally going to be a braggadocious thing. Just yeah, do it, man, this do little, it. This, this, this 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 will irk just just for the sake of irking Austin one more one more time. Uh, he, he's he's totally cool with it. Though. Yeah, I'm sure he will be. I'm uh, sure he will. He's, he's, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he's got a much better rapport than, than me anyway. But um, he, he, I I met I met Pete before everyone else in the band just because because I made an unhealthy lifestyle decision. And here's the tale. Okay. Um, it came time to take a lunch break. Um, it was, we were recording or doing pre-production for double dare. I can't remember one of, one of the two stages anyway. Um, lunch break. And then Jeff and Austin, were going to walk to the ass end of nowhere for, you know, some, some healthy food somewhere. Cause that's not <laughs> readily available right, right next to the studio. And I was like, all right, you guys do that. I'm going to Taco Bell next door. <laughs> and I, I come back, you know, while they're on their, their long trek, I, I, I pop in, I pop out and I walk back into the studio and, uh, Pete was in, in the control room and he was, he was just talking to, uh, Courtney, our um, engineer and, and producer. And he, he was just talking and I just walked back in just thinking like, all right, time to go back in. And I opened the door and you know, freaking Pete Wentz is standing in there. I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, Courtney, Courtney was like, oh, hey, yeah, Otto, introduce you, Pete. Otto, Otto was like, hi, nice to meet you. And then after he walked out, I I immediately texted the guys, just like, you know, just met Pete once, and then like some <laughs> smug face emoji kind of thing, I think. Yeah. And then Austin didn't, Austin didn't believe me. He's like, you're full of shit. And I'm like, no, I swear to goodness. He's like, I'm like, ask Courtney. And then I, 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 said, I said, ask Courtney, and then like not, 
not a, a minute after I, I texted him that I hear Courtney's phone buzz off. Yeah. <laughs> and he texted Courtney to, to try to confirm. He was like, was Pete Wentz just in there? <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah, it was. And he's like, I don't believe either of you. I think you, y'all are trying to play a prank on me while I'm gone. He had to come back. And then he, he went around asking everybody, he asked him, like Benji and Joel, they're like, he was just here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that, and that's what, once he got to the top of the totem pole, he's like, all right, I believe it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing but, uh, stuff. Yeah. Amazing. But that was, that, that was very strange just because I was not expecting that. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared mentally or physically for that. I just <laughs> opened the, swing open the doors and I'm like, all right, let's get back after it. And there's Pete once and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Life is weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Amazing <laughs> stories. I, I mean, it's just kind of like, you know, the, the Waterfuck's discography is very much growing as well. You know, like people love, you know, from Cluster Double Dare to entertainment now. Like, from your perspective, like, what's, oh, no, man, pleasure. Like, what, what's been your favorite song, like, to, to date? Is there one in particular that stands out that just, you know, every set oh, you can't wait to play? Song. No, that's really that's really tricky. Yeah, um, I can't. I don't think I can narrow it down to, to one song. I don't even know if I can narrow it down to a favorite album at this point. Wow, yeah, that's 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 hard for me. Um, I know that's that's a cop out. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. No, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean in that in that way then. So so you're just super proud of everything you've laid down so far. Then it's just all of it's just been just felt like that natural progression and everything's just a, a banger basically. <laughs> <laughs> Without trying to sound like you know, like I'm I'm blowing on my fingernails and I'm rubbing against my chest, <laughs> like yeah, all right. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I surprisingly that's that's and I guess good, good. <laughs> that's that's how I feel. But yeah, I've, I felt very proud of our our releases. Um, I haven't, you know, I haven't looked back even. <laughs> You know, uh, Austin would probably be quick to write off some older stuff. Mm. You know, even like our old, our older EPs, and be like, "What are we doing there? Like, that's not <laughs> that's not good songwriting or anything like that." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I listen back on everything. I'm like, "I like it. It's good." <laughs> you know, this is this is. Uh, I mean, just basically, this is definitely the best stuff that I've ever been a part of. So. <laughs> <laughs> So amazing I, I dig it <laughs> amazing stuff no and I mean as well I guess maybe this maybe this will be might just be as hard might be a bit easier like you know you've been especially over the past couple of years has been a like, like we've just been talking about there's been you know so many crazy moments has there been a favorite yeah. moment for you you know obviously you've had you know magazine covers and you know uh, sold out shows oh, and all this stuff like has, it, has there been a particular moment where you've gone oh man you know I'm so pleased everything worked out this way individually like each uh, milestone or um or, or just happening each, each individually each thing is is incredible but then you 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 smash them together and it's it's like, oh shoot all right that's that is that is wild um i mean like every 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 cool thing has just been you know <laughs> A, a cool thing, a super cool thing, and when it's been, when it's when they're compounded together, it's it's very, it's really nice. Um, it's validating, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> and uh, shoot, I'm trying to think because it's honestly, I mean, just seeing seeing shows 
grow. I, I mean, because I, I'm I'm still not so far detached from the the you know those those local days where I remember we would <laughs> go out and bust our our asses promoting and like handing out flyers and annoying everybody and you know. <laughs> My favorite is handing someone, a, like, doing something as harmless as handing them a flyer, like a little piece of paper. Like, it's not going to, you know, it might give you a paper cut. That's the worst thing <laughs> that can happen. But, but, but uh, you know, handing someone a flyer, like, hey, come hey, come check this out or don't. Free will is an awesome thing. And, and you know, having some, you know, some angry drunk person, I don't know, who's got their own shit going on, like, I don't fucking want it, <laughs> and, like, spit at you. <laughs> so I'm not too far removed from from that to go from like oh that was a thing to to now getting to you know whether it's playing playing some super cool sold out headlining shows or do, getting a really awesome support slot and then you know and this isn't don't take this as uh, this isn't uh, me being like all right time for an obligatory brown nosing moment but <laughs> when we got when we got when we got the rock sound cover in feature I, that was so that was so cool amazing <laughs> that was so that was so cool and I, I you know and it was something i got to like i got to physically have in my hand to to also like bring home and and show you know my my family like people who are, who are really supportive of me and it, you know cuz i get the the little bits of validation along the way that you know i can like probably relay when I talk, but it, you know, it might not have the same gravity just because it's happening to me, but to be able to bring that back and be like, Hey, check it out. You know? And then, and then my mom was going to like, she'll set that out on the coffee table <laughs> for, you know, any, any traffic, like anyone coming over and like, Oh, is that auto on there? You know, yep, that's, that's my son. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, kind of thing. And so again, like more, more steps towards validation, which is really cool when you're, when you're being written off again, like when younger years, the thin line between like, Hey, you're, you're, you're doing it. You're a musician. And like, God, you're, you're bummy. Shouldn't you be in grad school? <laughs> <laughs> so to, to have those sort of things, it's, it's, it's really nice. Not, not only for uh, validation, but just, um, to kind of mark, uh, I guess, uh, I mean, I know success is relative, but anyway. Yeah, no, definitely. That's absolutely awesome. I mean, like, yeah, in that sense, you know, and being able to sort of, you know, show your mum and everything, and that's really, really cool. Like, things like that. Have you, uh, you know, have have you sort of shown friends around, you know, that you used to tour with maybe, or even like people you used to work with and stuff? No, I haven't. <laughs> I feel, that'd be such an asshole thing, though. I, I, <laughs> I feel like, I, I feel like... <laughs> Realistically, I, I have toyed with the idea because I, I thought it would be it'd be nice in some you know like a ah, revenge kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> come, come back to come back to work and then like slam, slam a magazine that that happens to have my my face on one third of it to, yeah. and sla- slap it down on my, my manager's desk who is always a wiener to me. <laughs> I mean, like, how about that? Just to have a little Matt Damon moment. How about that? And, uh, uh, but no, I, I haven't done that. I mean, and, uh, any <clears throat> interestingly though, um, I've had old, you know, some, some old friends, I don't, you know, that I've maybe lost touch with for one reason or another who've reached out to me and, um, and they're like, Hey, you know, I've, uh, I've been keeping up with the band it looks like y'all are doing some cool stuff. And, Amazing. um, Oh, Hey, I, uh, I, I like, 
uh, I like the music you guys have been putting out. I have a I have a couple songs from y'all on my or a, a few songs from y'all on my Spotify playlist, and I'm like, hey, that's that's really neat. Amazing stuff. So, also, would Rob, what are you saying on this? I mean, it's just such a great story, like you know, on on so many different levels, um, and like. <laughs> I love that band because of their music, obviously, but also because they have such a kind of unique character and this, you know, individually and as a band. And uh, it was really cool to kind of get some of the sort of story behind that. Um, I particularly like animatronic bands as being an, an inspiration. Like <laughs> Pasquale. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm all for that. Like, I want uh, a Pasquale poster, ideally, in a future issue of Rock Sound. And, uh, and shout out to Elvis as well. Like, you know. Yeah. It's like exactly the same kind of thing for me. Like my mum's a massive Elvis fan. Shout out, mum. Yes. Shout, shout out, mum. Out, yeah. mum. <laughs> shout out, mum. So uh, yeah, more Elvis in metalcore, I guess. It'd be uh, amazing. Yeah, we could even get a, a video of Otto doing his uh, Jailhouse Rock cover, karaoke cover. I would, I would a hundred percent love that to happen. So. Guys, make it happen. Yeah, tweet. They oh, can't tweet. Co- that's proper. Co- you can't. <laughs> send him a letter. Yeah, send him a letter. Yeah, Jack. Um, yeah, like. I feel as though it was a good place to start with this feature because, for one, even though Otto is kind of like quiet, he still has such a personality, and like, it, like water parks wouldn't be water parks without him. Yeah, still one of the favourite things I've heard him say was <laughs> if you haven't checked out their um, <laughs> guess the band video with um, on Rock Sounds YouTube. There's a moment where they have to guess Enich Kari and Otto just shouts, mate. <laughs> yeah, it is <laughs> and incredible. And they know it straight away and it's brilliant. Um, but I just really enjoyed, like, my favourite part was the Mikey Way story by far, <laughs> just because it's another thing which makes you remember that, like, even though, because now, even Otto, like, Otto, Jeff and Austin are all, like, people of note within our world now and people love meeting them and like look up to them yet it's an it's an even better indicator that like even even people who are put on a pedestal get starstruck sometimes i just love the idea that like otto didn't really know how to react and then jeff walks in and just shakes mikey's hand and then just kind of slowly realizes which (laughs) i just think it's really like um it's really human and really nice and it just shows that even though the band are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and with entertainment not far away now um they're set to take it to the next step that they're still just like normal kooky people and i feel as though like when you hear that like otto gets so much love online and you can see why now like because you've just heard him like completely like make everyone fall in love with him is that maybe this is when he comes to twitter Maybe this is what spurs him to do it. Maybe. I mean, like, I, I, I quite like the mystery of that. Like, yeah, yeah, I quite, yeah, like, yeah. I quite like not being... Oh, I, I think it, take, it takes a lot in this day and age not to have that, like, to be able to stay away from the social Have that media. willpower. Yeah. 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 Um, and he, and he's, uh, he's killing it in that respect. So I'd say, don't give an auto. Like, if, if you listen, just you do you. <laughs> yeah, no, Jack's right. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, just talking about Austin, you know, strolling into Bamprats when he'd met him, you know, in a bathing suit. And just the way he told the stories, it was just like, oh, I don't know what's coming next, but I'm cracking up the whole way. And just like, yeah, absolutely brilliant. And there's lots of stuff that also was cut out of this chat because me and Otto had a very, very long conversation. So um, look out for more online uh, in terms of everything Otto and Waterparks that you won't already know. So, uh, yeah, very exciting. Let's know your favourite bits. There's going to be a lot more of this stuff on the podcast. And huge <coughs> shout out to Otto. 
So, uh, Robert, your shouts for 2018. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, it's, it's really hard to know where to start with this because this is the most exciting year I can remember, I think, in terms of like new releases, incredible bands coming back and, you know, emerging talents and bands. So, yeah. I mean, in terms of the big ones, you've got to start with, hopefully, fingers crossed, everything crossed, pilots. Right? Yeah, big time. Uh, you know, that is going to take over the world. I don't know. They'll be playing gigs on the moon. <laughs> I, you know, there are just no limits to what that band can do, and no doubt it'll be incredible. <laughs> Same sort of deal with Panic, you know, one of the most incredible songwriters in the world. You know, that, that show is going to be... It'll have to be incredible to top what they did on Death of a Bachelor, but... Uh, you know, no doubt that they'll do it. Yep. And then, you know, Bring Me, State Champs, yeah. the list goes on. On the heavier end, there's there's Architects. people like... <laughs> Architects, yeah, of course. Wage War are smashing it at the moment. You know, going from strength to strength. I prevail, are intriguing, you know. And then, obviously, Palais. Yeah. I mean, who knows where that could go this year. Well. So, uh, I mean, a big one for me personally. Uh, you know, there's nothing nowhere. Well, yeah. yeah. Like, really, really interesting artist. Completely unique. Um He's built his his kind of, I don't know. He's built his his project in a really unique, interesting way. Done it all himself. It's the music and the lyrics just resonates so deeply for a lot of people, and I think that's going to be you know something that will, you know, well, you'll be hearing a lot more from him in in 2018. Oh, I yes. imagine so. Yeah, and also uh, I don't know how uh, Dallin, oh, big time Dallin and Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, you know, incredible project and like a lot of these bands we mentioned really like just completely unique there's no one else like them incredible visuals really interesting doing it a different way and I think that's a big part of what 2018 is going to be you know bands doing things on their own terms in a different kind of way to the traditional and, and making it happen so yeah yeah. so what you're saying Rob is 2018 is going to be alright <laughs> yeah yeah it's going to be a really good year I mean like the, the list of bands that I haven't even mentioned is just like not everyone from against the current to bear tooth and oh. that's literally the first two letters of the alphabet so <laughs> i haven't even done all them how, how, how many bops do you reckon we're gonna have this year <clears throat> uh many bops <laughs> many bops Ten thousand six hundred and fifty nine, i think oh like I'm it gonna count them because science but uh. <laughs> well talking of bops jack was uh singing not warriors by water parks yesterday and it was an accurate impression well like going <laughs> do you mean that bit? I don't even remember seeing these. Bloody hell. Need to, need to drink less coffee. <laughs> no, those are incredible shouts. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think it's going to be... I think that's, I think it's so exciting, like you say, because it's all about so many different kinds of bands, you know, like newer bands, established bands, all this kind of stuff that, like you say, are going to do things on their own terms and come up with things that are going to be potentially earth shattering in the sense that they're going to be completely new sounds like they're going to be unique completely so yeah absolutely i mean it's the, it's the death of genre and you know well overdue so fair play you know people don't really i don't know that people really care that much anymore and you know neither should they people can do what they want they can mix things how they want and you know the music listening public are, are accepting it so it's really exciting i don't remember a more exciting year in that respect i, I think it's going to be great and uh yeah, looking forward to it. 
Big style. Nice one, Rob. Cool. So uh, that's bringing us to an end there. Super exciting to say 2018 is already and going to continue to be absolutely incredible. Follow us on SoundCloud. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And a reminder, of course, as well, at shop.rocksound.tv, our Palette Royale issue. All the bundles are gone, but the individual newsstand copies are still available, but there aren't many left. So head to shop.rocksound.tv now to check that out. Buy it all up before it goes. Follow us on Spotify. Watch our SCUS TV show on daily on SCUS. Check us out online, Instagram, Twitter, facebook follow us on there do all of that kind of stuff to speak to us what your favorite things were and uh yeah mess up <laughs> um yeah <Whoa>. go- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's been a good week had a good time really really fun i'm rob on uh you had a good time mate it's been great thanks for having me no worries. thanks rob thanks rob you can come back anytime you want you can you know, be careful what you right? what, what storming <laughs> get out come on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it's been great. Cheers. Amazing. Jack, you had a good time? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, God. I was going to think oh, it to your... God, yeah. <laughs> Every time we make coffee in the office, Jack does that, so... Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> All right. Love you. Bye. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>